We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 BMW Champ. No, not BMW Championship. BMW Championship? Yeah. 2021 BMW Championship DraftKings picks and previews. Smash the like. Give me your favorite 6K play in the comment section. Sub to fantasynational.com slash mayo for 20% off. The big thing, this is the final Pat Mayo Experience Listener's League link or Listener's League of the golf season. We'll be back in 2022. Granted, I am still alive at that time, but the Listener's League now switches over to football because, frankly, the Tour Championship sucks to bet on. It sucks to play DraftKings on, so I didn't even want a part of that. Uh, So week one will be, there's going to be There'll be a big one, too. I'll rake free money in the kitty for week one in NFL. So I'll let you know when that comes out. No golf show next Monday. The golf show is next Tuesday. NFC win totals with Feinberg and Cust. The start of our 25-week odyssey into insanity begins on Monday. Plus, we have a whole bunch more of awesome shows coming out that are in the bank with a lot of guests that you really like. We're rolling out all the hits this time of year and keeping you updated all the time on the current events of the NFL. Releasing shows daily on that, both on my feed and the fantasy football picks and bets feed, please go subscribe to both the YouTube channel and the audio podcast feed for fantasy football picks and bets if you want to get in on you know, DraftKings on Friday night, DraftKings on Saturday night, the Sunday games, all the injury reports that you need, okay? And RunTheSims.com, the brand new NFL tools for betting and daily fantasy, and all the season-long stuff is free up there, but RunTheSims.com slash Mayo will get you that discount. It is the Fantasy National of football, so if you love Fantasy National, you will love RunTheSims.com. Easy sell. Ben Raza from AwesomeO.com is on the line. Do we even do a DraftKings pick show next week? Like, there's 30 guys in the field. No, I let next week gets uh, the only thing I remember about last time was I think I played 29 of the 30 players and then Chez got a hole in one and he was the only guy I didn't play. 
Uh, and that sums it up nicely. That's a, that's a terrible DraftKings week. No offense, just all game theory. It's all game theory, and the biggest thing is going to be like – I find it really hard to bet because people are starting at different positions. And then like there's the secondary market of just total strokes. It's just all very confusing and not fun. Yeah, no, I will shift my attention a little to, uh, I mean, for me, college football starts on Saturday. I couldn't be more excited. And then the NFL is right behind that. Caves Valley Golf Club is the course we are playing this week in Baltimore, Maryland. 7,542 yards, a ton of bunkers, bent grass, par 72. What else do you know about the course? <laughs> now that sums it up nicely. Yeah. I mean, the one thing, uh, the par fours in particular, I kind of kind of found it interesting. There's some very gettable ones, then there's some longer ones. So a good good dispersion, good spread. I don't know. It seems pretty standard. Uh, I think I compare every course to Quail Hollow. So no surprise. This reminds me a little of Quail Hollow. Uh, but I don't know. I, I never have, Baltimore is not where I really thought they'd be playing this week. No, nah, me neither. It's a Fazio design just like Quail Hollow, so maybe that means good news for Rory for once. I've already made my two yes. bets this week, and I th- I'm thinking about betting Rory at 28 as well. I nabbed Bryson at 35 when it opens, just like the rest of the world. Now he's down to like 22. Uh, and I grabbed Berger at 50, who was just hanging there on a site. Uh, but he's down to like 35 to 1 in spots, and then you know, make it Rory, and those will be my three going through the week. Were you on the Finau train last week? Did you win the bet? No. No, I can't say that I did. Uh, I was on, I didn't have any trains. Rom is great. I was not on Cam Smith. Uh, I needed people who were not in contention, uh, which was unfortunate. I'm going to bet Rory as well, though, at 28 to 1. That's definitely going to be on the card. Yeah, I think that's just going to be my three. Why even got take, to. I, I wanted to bet Connors, but he was like 40 to 1. I was like, ah, it seems a bit steep for this field. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll play him on DraftKings. And his price seems a bit more palatable on DraftKings this week than it does like in the betting market. But finding like good players at the bottom of this board is going to be super tough. So let's talk about the top. Maybe we can figure that out a little bit easier. The highest priced player in the field is, of course, John Rahm, 11 7 in a 69 man field with no cut Xander's 11-1 Spieth 10-8 Thomas 10-6 DJ 10-4 Brooks 10-2 and Colin Morikawa is $10,000 on the dot this week I don't know what I want to do from up here can I fade all of these guys or just play like Rom and find some scrub to pair them with you could definitely do I think fading all of them can be a little dicey obviously in certain lineups maybe Rom is at a different level right now. I, I feel most comfortable with him as most people do. The guy that, I mean, he's been killing me all year. He was talking about people I needed, you know, JT 25 birdies and an Eagle, but he just made so many mistakes. The putter did flip. So maybe he is primed at 10, six. Yeah. I just looking at the numbers, obviously it's Rom, Then it's Thomas just based off last week, but how much, recency bias is going to be baked into how people select this week. It's like, oh, Thomas was really close. Let's all use him. Rom keeps going on. Like, is anyone going to own Morikawa or Brooks or DJ? Probably not. Of those three, I think I'd, I would go to DJ. Uh, I know he hasn't shown much, but I think this is a pretty good course. For Morikawa, freaks me out. I don't know if he's actually hurt or what the deal is. He lost across the board, though. Uh, that was a little concerning. Yeah, I've never really seen him do that before since he's been a professional, no. but I, I, I actually want to go look at his round two numbers for the moment. I don't know, I'm, I'm like par four stats for some reason. Why am I on par four stats? Stupid, stupid. 
get back to the main page here. Because if he was better, like, he shot better in round two. So if he's actually, like, going to be okay, let's see. Round two at the Northern Trust gained 1.6 strokes tee to green, two and a half ball striking, minus three around the greens, gained on approach, gained a bunch off the tee after losing two off the tee. So maybe he's just back and he's fine. He lost almost three strokes putting in the second round. That kind of masked what he was up to. But if, like, the ball striking is back, this seems like a perfect course for him. If no one's going to play him, I played him last week, not knowing about this quote-unquote back injury that he has. I have to cough. (coughs) Woo! Ooh, had to get that out of there. Now I got the yeah. voice back. But I didn't know that there All was right. anything wrong with him. I don't think that anyone else knew that there anything was wrong with him. We don't even know if there's actually anything wrong with him. It could have just been an excuse. All of that is very, very true. Uh, of course, ownership will tell the tale a little bit. I just don't think that him and DJ will be that drastically different. And if this turns out to be a course where you can be very aggressive and it seems like you can be off the tee, if DJ gets back to what he normally is doing... I think he could probably take this place apart. Uh, JT and Rom make the most sense, but as you said, everybody else thinks that too. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with Morikawa. I'm going to try to read the reports about what he's saying, try to find an interview with him. But this course can kind of go one of two ways. I do think that aggression off the tee and distance, unless the rough is like five inches thick, is going to be the key this week. Because like you said, it looks like three of those par fours you can get to theoretically yeah. i guess if the wind's in your face you're not if you don't think you can clear the water on that first one maybe not but like if the wind's at your back like bryson's getting to all of these oh yeah i mean bryson obviously if he wants to he could dismantle and really change the dynamic of the course and that's the thing you know we said this at the top 69 players you're gonna have serious serious players in the 9k range so you can build balanced if you want and make extremely effective teams. Well, this is where it comes in with your strategy of trying to build skill sets together as well. Like if I wanted to play it the one way, you know, you can use DJ. I mean, obviously you would love to use Rom in this spot, but he might just be too expensive for this to work. How, how much is Champ? Because you could throw Champ into that, that lineup. Yeah, Champ, Rom, Bryson, or maybe Sergio. Three. Sergio, potentially. Ortiz has a ton of distance off the tee. Vegas. Phil. Phil, yeah, Vegas is someone that you could go with. Like, you could build that team, or you could do Morikawa, Louie, Answer, Connors, like that style of team, because these are really thin fairways, and I don't think it's going to play that way, but I'm wrong all the time. Maybe it does play that way, that that could be the other skill stack that you end up doing. So it's one of those things. I think when you have a new course, it becomes even more important because there's going to be narratives and, and you know, all this stuff, who knows, maybe this course turns into a putting fest. Maybe it turns into a, a scramble fest. Uh, I think doing that is even more and more important. So off the tee, I think is where I want to go, but I wouldn't be stunned if it's something different when all is said and done. Yeah. You can go Bryson, Rory, Vegas, champ, Rom, Kokrak. I mean, all the best players, the leaders in driving distance. Uh, Keith Mitchell is 10th. He's 6,500 bucks. Sergio, who you mentioned is 11th. Who else from down here? Cam Davis, Rob, Palmer, Matt Jones are inside the top 20 of driving distance gain. Hudson Swafford's 21st, and he's the min at 6,000, coming off a fantastic ball striking week. Or you go the other way and be like Connors, KH Lee, Streelman, Morikawa, Henley, Answer. Man, Swafford rates really well. 
Yeah, Decky's sort of like the middle ground of all these guys. He is top. He and Hovland are like sort of the high end, along with Rom, of the types of players that you would probably want. Berger as well hits a ton of fairways. So like th- that could be your player pool for one side. Then you flip it over and do the driving distance for the other. That's how I might split up like 20 lineups this week. I, I, I really am not sure at this moment how I want to attack this. Yeah, I think that's fair. And it doesn't mean, you know, I'm not going to some lineups maybe, but like I may go bomber heavy. It doesn't mean that I'm going to have all six. Like you can throw in a one off. It's almost like tea time stacks sometimes. So I'll look to that. I did bet Decky. He's one of the few guys uh, that I think are getting a little lost. He's stuck between Scheffler and answer. I kind of like that price as well. So there's a lot you can do. I do want to ask you, though, what are you doing with fee now? I don't know. Because all the narrative yeah, now is that the floodgates are open. Like, I feel like I got my, my Finau money. I got out of Dodge, and that's probably good enough for me. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, or he just, like, won't win again for another decade. It, it could go that way, too. Uh, I don't know. I kind of want to back him, but I, I just... You're paying a pretty big premium at 98. You are, especially with all the other talent that's around him in that situation. I was just looking at Hudson Swafford. He's gained off the tee in six straight events and gained 5.4 and 6.1 on approach in his last two. He cannot chip or putt, though. That's a real problem for him. I didn't even know he was here slash why is he here? I think he, I guess he, did he win this year? Or was that two years ago that he won now? Hudson Swafford. You never remember this stuff with him. Yeah, he won Putacana in the swing season last year. So he's just riding those 500 FedEx Cup points. That'll do it. Yeah, he he is ridiculously surgical last week. That was uh, that was quite a Tita Green performance. Yeah, he, he won Corrales in the swing season. And then he came sixth at Corrales when we played it again in 2021. And then he was second at Palmetto. So... He essentially has like missed cuts on everything in between, essentially. Although lately he actually has made two in a row. So I don't know. I feel like he's going to be a popular play down at the very bottom just because <coughs> the numbers are going to end up showing that. Let's talk 9Ks, though. You mentioned Finau. Finau is at the top of this range. He is 9,800. Louis 96. Cam is 95. Rory's 94, Bryson's 93, Cantley 92, Hovland 91, and Berger 9,000. Like, what is stopping me from starting my lineups? Rory, Bryson, Berger, considering those are the three guys that I'm betting. Yeah, uh, probably Rory. I like Cantley, I think, more than Berger, but you can load up in the lower nines. I don't know what was up with Rory last week. Uh, I mean, besides me backing him, that's usually a bad sign, but his irons just went away for no reason. He finally putted. I still think this is a pretty damn good course. You want to talk about Quail Hollow? Uh, sure. That would be very, very good if that's what it ends up being. What's not to like about this range? I really could make a case for all of them. I think Hovland would be the one who gets squeezed, but that's not even because I don't like him. It's just a product of where he's at. So is that leading you away from the Finau Louis Smith of the very top here? Yeah, just again, they're all very good, but. I don't know. I'm interested to see what people will do with Louis just because recency bias is so extreme these days. It's like, oh, Louis, I don't even remember him. It's like he's been so consistent, but he takes a little time off. You think the ownership will just go right back? I don't know. I, I think that we're, there are so many guys and like just seeing Rory and Bryson at the bottom of the at 9K range yeah. is just shocking to me. I mean, it, you get it because someone's got to fill. It's just like when we get to the low ranges, like there are good players relative, you know, to normal in the sixes this week, but it's just a product of only having 70 guys. So 
It's hard not to look, though, and think that Rory and Bryson with a couple, even Cantlay, a couple different results that they would be, you know, where DJ and JT are. Well, I'm just, I find it really strange that DJ is still up there. Yeah, he really doesn't ever crash sub 10K ever, does he? Very rarely does it happen. Like, he's been hanging out in this, like, 10-2 range for a while. He might be able to catch, like, a 97 on him every now and then. But, like, if everyone is penalizing Rory and Bryson for their recent play, like, Dustin's been just as, quote-unquote, bad as they've been. No doubt. I mean... And I, I don't know if the ownership will get enough. It's going to be interesting. Nor the 10K, everyone always gets some love, of course. If he craters, then I'm going to give him a, a quite a look. But if not, I will take the save. You can do crazy things with your lineup if you start with Rory. Yeah, that you can. Where do you think that the ownership is breaking down right now north of 9K? Who do you think that... I'm just looking at Fantasy National right now. Very few lineups have actually been generated so far. But I'm just looking at who's been spit out in these lineups at what percentage. And it's not surprising, but there's a few places where you can go to to get away from. So who do you think the top three are? In ownership? Yeah. Rom? Not even close to number... Like, he's number one by a lot. By over 10 Okay. Points. I was going to say, yeah, he, because it's going to be soft to get him. Uh, I'm just going to go recency bias. JT? No, JT's at 12. It is Bryson at 19%, then Louie at 16%. Louie. Okay, that's not overly surprising. Yeah, I think people people will probably hold on with Louie. That wouldn't shock me. It's just going to be, I can't lay to me again. He's He wasn't great last week, but he did do some things. The short game looked really crisp. Uh, I've seen some people, you know, I just did a show over at Osmo. We we're talking about Muirfield a little bit. That would be good for Cantlay. Certainly he's got the game and I think he just has the all around game that this course should be just fine for him. I think I'd rather go back to Fina than take Cantlay to be perfectly honest with you. Okay. Is it just because of like the off the tier? Just, just cause you're not a Cantlay uh, fan these days. And I'm a Cantlay fan. I didn't like how he played last week, ball striking wise, but if you're going to say like across the board, now that Fino has figured out the driver, once again, he's starting to putt a little yeah. bit better. The around the greens actually quite underrated for him. And the irons were just kind of fire for just different, like when he gets hot with his irons, he gets so hot with his irons. And I just think that he's in better form. I don't know if I'm going to go to either of them. Like I just have a soft spot in my heart for Berger over Cantlay. Although Cantlay has treated me better in the betting markets over the years than Daniel Berger has. I just, Daniel Berger continues week in and week out gaining like 5.5 strokes on approach. Eventually he's going to, he lost almost six strokes putting last week. Like he's one of the better putters on tour and he's just been God awful on the greens the last two weeks. Yeah. I don't know. He, first of all, of course he made the cut. That was ridiculous in itself, but um yeah, I mean, listen, the ball striking, the approach numbers have been ridiculous. I, I, the problem I have with Berger, and this is probably a leak in my game, I just am so laser focused on the courses that I think he should be good at. And he's obviously expanded where he's just better than that. I just am so like, oh, it's only St. Jude, which is not true. Uh, and that probably gets in the way of evaluating him correctly at times. So here's who we're looking for in the single digits right now as the potential pivot plays up here. If you want to get a little bit contrarian or just have a second man in that no one else has. Hovland, 5% early on. Cam Smith, 9%. Finau, 10%. Morikawa, 5%. And Jordan Spieth, 2% right now. Yeah, I mean, 
That's, that's not Jordan Spieth. Not, no, <laughs> he's not going to be two percent. But he's the one, and I don't know if people will run with this. I did see that because of his ties with Under Armour, he's played this course uh, a decent amount. Eh, I don't, I don't know what to make of Spieth. Obviously, at times he looked good, and then at times he looked like he was going to revert back to the old Spieth, particularly off the tee. Yeah, yeah, he was not good off the tee. Lost no. almost six strokes off the tee, but I mean, he also fired a sixty-two as a part of that mix too. So that I don't works. know. Like, let's say that that sentiment does prevail, and he's not two percent; he's like six percent or something like that. It's not the craziest idea in the world that Jordan Spieth can go out and win a FedEx Cup playoff event. No, not at all. And I mean, you're getting direct leverage, nine hundred dollars savings off Rom. Rom is world's better uh world safer but it's still golf and i'll look that i still think spieth when all is said and done will be a little more popular than that so we'll see i I, i'm kind of indifferent to him right now i'll just let the uh the masses dictate what i do 8k we have scheffler hideki answer connor's web harris english sam burns Paul Casey, Joaquin Neiman, and Sung J M is the entire 8K range. I don't love this range because the next, although it's a pretty steep drop off right after you get to, I mean, Sung J is probably closer to the guys lower than him than the guys higher than him. So it's probably to Neiman right now. But the only two I have stars next to at the moment are Connors and Casey. Yeah, I don't like this range. I'm going to take some shots with Decky just because he was atypically bad. With the irons, I think that's just an anomaly, and maybe he can just dial it in. I like Casey. He couldn't putt. Uh, we've seen that time and time again. <sighs> Webb and Harris English, I have no idea what to do, and that's been a going theme. I don't like the course for them. They Obviously, Webb can't putt all of a sudden. Harris English can only putt. I think I'm going to once again roll the dice and hope that the putter's there. I'll go with the ball strikers and the eights over the putters. Yeah, well, Webb actually has gained on approach in his last two starts. The driving has been really bad, and the putting has been really bad. But I mean, this decision can be made really easy for you. The projected ownership right now amongst... And the people who are generating their lineups right now are probably, you know, the stat heads that are looking at everything. So, you know, you can give or take either way. But right now, 4.1% for Webb Simpson, 21% for Harris English. Yeah, that makes it pretty easy. Uh, it just means that I'm going to lose once again with Harris English dominating me. I don't, there's no chance I'll get over that if he's extremely popular. I will go to Paul Casey. I'll go to Neiman. I'd probably, I'd go to Connors. I, I don't really like Sanjay in the spot, but uh, do you trust that? I guess his, I'd even do, go to him. do you trust that his ball striking's back? Because he's been really good off the team with his irons for like four straight starts now. He definitely looked good and he hasn't put it together at all on the greens. I don't know. Uh, he's another one. Maybe falls in the burger category for me. I'm just like so laser honed in that it's going to be a par 70, maybe in Florida, you know, technical. I think I'd rather in a non-cut like this, go to Neiman and just hope that around the green is masked a little bit. Yeah, I think I'd rather side with Connors over Neiman in the can't chip category right now, just because okay. I feel like his ball striking is a little bit elevated. And if it does fall into got to hit the fairway and then let your irons do the rest, I have more faith that Connors is just going to hit every fairway because that's kind of the, his game at this point where Neiman, 
if he is good off the tee in terms of his accuracy, I, obviously he's going to be better because he just hits it longer. But the consistency with Connors off the tee and with his irons are more where I'm looking for. And the consistency that he'll lose five strokes around the green every single time. Maybe it can be one of those weeks where he putts. Like that one week he won and he gained like 12 strokes putting somehow. Yeah, that can obviously, that's the key. That's the one thing I do like. Neiman is actually a good putter. He just can't chip. Connors can't chip or putt at times. And that makes it a little tougher, but his ball striking can still overtake any of it. Uh, what are you doing with Sam Burns? I'm not playing him. And I feel like an idiot for not playing him. I, I just, I, with all these other names around him, I just can't get Yeah, it's there. hard. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I, I just realistically, I don't have room for him. This summer, Bespoke Post is here to take your adventure to the next level with a new line of must-have box of awesome collections. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every single month. I got my box of awesome, and frankly, the bag is the huge selling point, but there was just a collection of awesome things inside of it. There was a knife inside of mine. I got an outdoorsy one, but this bag is going to probably be in my life for the next 20 years now because it's the perfect size. It's not too big, it's not too small, but it has good girth to it, or good gangth, and it just holds an awful lot of stuff. So when I have to travel, I'm going overnight, that's what I got in my box of awesome. And the great thing was that it was filled with stuff when it came to, so no matter what you're into box of awesome has you covered from travel to outdoor gear to breezy summer styles and grooming goods box of awesome has collections for every part of your life to get started take the quiz at boxofawesome.com your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you they release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories it's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime each box only costs 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. And you can get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the promo code PME at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com code PME for 20% off your first box. What's your take on guys like riding the heater wave in the FedEx Cup? Like, will you go back to in the sevens, Eric Van Royen or <laughs> even Harold Varner had a really good week. Like Champ had a really good week with his irons. Kevin Na, Alex Noren, like these are all the guys populating the top of the sevens. Like you just ride the ride the momentum wave with them and like, oh, they caught something. They got lightning in a bottle. Let's go back to them. Or do you think those just kind of make them clear stayaways because they're probably overpriced for who they are? probably the latter um it's tough too it, it also there is some just like it, i liked varner last week so i'm probably more apt to hold on with him evr i cannot tell you how tilting he's been just all year he I'm ridiculous putting then he went in the drink kevin na with his ridiculous around the green game to me henley and lowry and keegan you know, these guys, Sergio, even though that's a whole separate issue, I'd probably rather roll the dice with who people aren't talking about than who they are in this range. Uh, right now, out of 889 lineups that have been generated on Fantasy National, no one has generated a lineup with Brian Harmon or Kevin Kisner yet. Same. Yeah, like that's I get why that's the case, but it shouldn't be that dramatic in the sense of these guys, especially in a non cut where we don't know, maybe this turns into a putting contest. 
they can get crazy hot on the greens. So I'll do that. I will say, as disgusting as this is, Sergio is 110 to 1 out there. I don't know. I've done stupider things like that. Maybe not many, but I, I'm going to do that. 110? Seems steep. I act, you know who I like from the top of the sevens? I played him last week and he was fine. And I played him the week before and he was fine. He was just you know, crushing my heart. But if I do do those like Morikawa type builds, I think I got to use Henley, don't I? Yeah. I mean, Henley obviously should have, <laughs> you know, if you're just looking at the box score. You're like, oh, he's playing pretty well. A couple top tens. He came in seventh. No, no, he didn't come in seventh. He came in inches from first. So. It's been right there. And then at the Northern Trust, he just couldn't putt. I the, the game is in very, very good shape. The irons are there. I have no problem with Henley. Are you going to buy the Lowry chop coming off a big week, especially with his irons? I don't know. That's your, you're the Lowry whisperer, not May. I mean, his, I, his I'm, I'm not really the whisperer. I just play him all the time, and usually he's no good. Okay, well, that that counts as being a whisperer in my book. Um, <laughs> The horse whisperer. I, I I don't know. I just I think I would rather go get money for Casey or Neiman. I I think I'd rather play Sung Jay or Casey or even drop down to Henley in that spot at like one fourth the ownership or something. Kokrak is rating out pretty high right now. People are using EVR. Vegas is up around fifteen percent. Chuck Hoffman cracking the double digits. Cam Davis uh, is around sixteen percent of lineups generated, but I can't imagine he would actually crack ten percent in no. a you know, like an actual contest that just seems like people are looking at stats and be like, Oh, he actually rates out really well. And then the public gets their hands on. It's like, I don't even know who this is, so I'm not going to use them. But uh, what about Maverick? Tiny greens. He was not great last week, but he was sub seven K He played fine. He can putt. Got to just flip the irons again and get back to business. I think he's going to be just fine here. And he can't miss the cut, which is huge for him because he misses a lot of Quite cuts. useful. Yeah, most of my guys, Sergio, all my guys are noted miscut makers. So we'll, we'll see what they can do over 72 holes this week. Yeah, like this is going to be the hardest part of the week is trying to figure out who like you can almost take any one of the first 30 guys and feel pretty good about it at the price point they're coming in. Even if you take Rom being so expensive, you can still make it work. It's not that hard. It's just like 7,500 below range. I just I got nothing. Maybe champ. Like, if the distance really is a thing, like, at least his irons are looking good at the moment. Yeah, I mean, in bomber stacks, I get it. I do think the champ, if the course isn't specifically tailored for what he needs to do, it could be a pretty easy pivot off him because the rest of that game at times is pretty bad. I, You know what? He, the, hold on. He has gained. Okay. He's gained. Uh, he lost off the tee last week for the first time since the PGA Championship, and he usually gains a bunch off the tee. He's gained on approach in four straight, and he's gained on the greens in three of four, which I don't think he's ever done in his career. I'm just he scrolling. is a spike putter. He's a spike putter, but it's usually like 11.2 minus seven, <laughs> like, like extreme swings. He's actually been pretty consistent. He hasn't been objectively bad on the green since like the Charles Schwab. So maybe he's trying to figure something out with the putter right now, but the iron's just been really good. It's the around the green game that still sucks, but that's not why I'm taking champ. I'm not picking him yeah. to win. I'm picking him to score DraftKings points. Yeah, and listen, you're going to get opportunities to mask, you know, your placement points with that. So I, I get it. There's no doubt. I, I'm just interested. I have a feeling if this bomber narrative 
really gets out there that champ might be like the chalks, uh, you know, 7,300 type play. Could be, but I'm just, I, I think that people will side with Werner and EVR and potentially even Charlie Hoffman in Vegas down in this mm-hmm. realm. I, I think Streelman continues to play well, uh, but I'm really intrigued by that ownership on Herman and Kisner. I might have to do a deeper dive into them, but we'll talk about the sixes before we figure it out. I mean, let me guess. Grio, Wise, maybe Lucas Glover? Mm, yeah, I mean, I'm turning over a new leaf. I don't know if I can do Grio. What? There's no cut. It, it, they might have to make an exception because <laughs> it's bad. He's not doing anything now. Even his irons are not like super crisp. He, he's back to no putt, no chip. I maybe a little. I'm going to substitute Max Homa for him as as a guy that I'd rather. Wise is all full send. Wise is, is the play for sure. Why, Wise was the play last week. I don't know if he ended up making yes. the optimal lineup, but he made so many birdies. Yes, he's an absolute monster. Of course, he didn't cash any of my betting tickets, but he still, he tried to at least. 6,300, 12 to 1 for a top 10 out there. All of these things I'm interested in. And I had him top 20 last week and he finished 21st. That, that's always fun. Yeah. And and poor Paul. Just Paul, like Duffner. Paul had Munoz. Munoz also came T21. I think he was like 7 to 1 for a top 20, something stupid like that. Yep, that's how it goes. Uh, but yeah, I like Wise. I like Max Homa. I like Taylor Gooch? Question mark? Yeah, I'm usually off Gooch. And it seems like there was like a, a groundswell for Gooch over the past three weeks. Like people were betting him, people were playing him. And I, I think he's finally earned the distrust of people. So now it's probably a good time to jump on. The two that I just was thinking from just a skill perspective, like Grace would be one of them. He had a bad week at the Northern Trust. He had a bad week at the Open, sandwiched around three top tens. And you actually hit on the name a little bit earlier. It was Leishman. Leishman gained a bunch on approach last week. Sucked everywhere else. Like, the guy can't drive the ball, but if no one is legit playing Mark Leishman, he pops up like four times a year. Why Why wouldn't this be? He's won a BMW championship before. Yeah, I mean, Leishman, to me, when you get him in this with low ownership, low price, he's just a good player. He can handle it. We've seen him navigate, you know, somewhat long courses, somewhat difficult courses without hitting a bunch of fairways. He he can do that. Uh the irons looked pretty good. I definitely like Leishman at 67. I just also don't know, depending if I double jam with Rom and another 10K guy, I might only need a couple of these guys even in the pool. Well, if you do jam with Rom, then the logical move is to take Palmer at 6,400 bucks, isn't it? I think I like Homa better. Yeah, but just Rom and Palmer. They, they Palmer only oh, plays oh, well. Palmer that. only plays well when Rom plays well. Um, not every time that connection. Rom plays well, but they have that weird synergy together. The square rectangle, yeah. Uh, they do have the synergy. Ryan Palmer's had a pretty good year. This is, I don't think it's that bad in the mid sixes when you really look at it. You mentioned Keith Mitchell or Leishman's there, Homa Palmer Wise. <sighs> what happened to Charles? You tell, you tell me, Ch- Charles, your guy. You tell me. He looks like he took driving instructions from me because he's lost 10 strokes off the tee in two weeks. That's that's not it. So he can only go up from here? Yeah, he's he must be. I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going on here. 61, originally I was like, all right, that's a pretty good price, but 
as disturbing as this sounds, I might, if I'm in a jam, maybe I would look to Hudson Swaff. I can't believe I'm even saying that. Hudson Swa- Hudson Swafford generated lineup percentage right now is 14%, by the way. Okay. Well, we're going back to Charles. Kazire and Swafford are the two down here that are doing most of the ownership damage. Okay, so why is it 63? We know you're on that. I'll probably be on that too. Yes. Why not Phil at 63? No, I, I can't do that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, his, there's nothing. I don't even know. Someone out there or you, how do people evaluate Phil? Because his numbers don't mean anything. It's just random numbers. I just, I try to look at the course and be like, how much danger is there at this course? Because the more, it's funny because he won at, um, he won the PGA Championship. Now I can't remember the fucking name of the course. Kiwa Island? Kiwa Island, that's right. Uh, Just because his driving was so good. is like, I I believe his irons were abysmal last week. Yeah, he lost 5.2 strokes with his irons. (laughs) He, He has really bad weeks every now and then but i mean he was top 20 at the wgc like in his start before that so no one's playing him i know he hasn't like if i'm gonna build a bombers lineup he still hits it a ton he can still play well with the irons he's putting well i I have no worries about his short game and i feel like he's always just especially with no cut i I just i know that he's gonna outperform wherever he finishes in DraftKings scoring definitely one of those guys no doubt because you know we we were joking about this on twitter a couple weeks ago with siwoo he makes a 13 and then he birdies the next hole. That's better than par par. And, and Phil lives by that, uh, that formula. So I get that part of it. I just, I'm not going to need that many shares. And I will just jam wise Palmer Homa, pretty much anyone. I'd rather play Patrick Reed. Who's got double pneumonia. Just I'm not playing Phil. I, if Phil beats me again, which I can't believe I have to say again. Uh, so be it. If it does turn into like a birdie fest, KH Lee is down there. He hits every fairway. He he fits. This is where I think going back and you said this at the beginning, like if you're building those like Morikawa style answer and you're looking for someone in this range, it's got to be KH Lee. I would think so. Like that would be my initial lean on that type of player. Or but Luke. I think I think if you build one of those Morikawa lineups that you just don't need to go to $6,000. Definitely not. It would be if you want one of those lineups and you just want Rom as the, you know, Rom doesn't need a, a theme of lineup. He's just great. So that would be my way to do it. I'm just taking a look at Glover right now. Eh, missed two cuts, but the approaches are still pretty good. Like, Probably not sold. Rom Morikawa starts. That's no one's going to do that. No, no one is going to do that. Like I really do think that if you can stomach the real downside of Morikawa being hurt and going to it, that sounds like the move, doesn't it? Some someone in there is going to be the leverage. Honestly, when it's just Brooks, who we never even mentioned, I that'll t- be quite. It cussed waited all year to save Brooks for this moment, so I, I can jump. Good, off. doing the Lord's work because I don't really want to play him. I think that's going to be the key for me with Rom in particular. He's going to be very very popular, but I think there's going to be ways to isolate his ownership with how people are going to do it. So when I try to use ROM, I'm going to try to be really different with those formulas and see what I can do. I'm just looking at fairways gained right now over the past 24 rounds. Would it shock you to learn that C woo Kim is 10th amongst all players in this field? It, it would shock me. Um, 
but maybe it shouldn't. I guess that's more my question. Like, why am I that shocked? I, I think it's because when you look at Shot Tracker, like, you only ever tune into Siwoo's Shot Tracker. It's like, oh my God, Siwoo, Siwoo just made a 13. Oh, Siwoo has yes. three birdies in a row. Let's see what he's up to now. It's like, oh, he's out of bounds off the tee. It's like, oh, great. But he just hits like, 15 of 20 fairways the entire 15 of 18 fairways the entire round but the three misses are just like cam smith in a weird way like the misses are so bad that shot like i said as a new yorker he almost hit it into the hudson river on the playoff hole that's not good at all um yeah cam smith is the king of that i like this uh, just looking at uh, siwoo's strokes gained he gained 5.1 strokes on approach at the Wyndham and lost 16.8 at wgc st jude <laughs> yeah that's gonna stand uh unless we can get temporary status for smiley uh, it's gonna be tough to 16.8 is rarefied error uh, so he's he might have the record forever now did you watch any of the corn fairy finals? I saw like everyone's favorite darling Ollie was like dead fucking last. I got a ton of notifications because people just know that. Is that the one where Schwab and Aaron Rye were like doing things? Yeah, they, I, I think they both got their tour cards for next year. I, yeah. And so did Lucas Herbert. But Rye doubled the last to lose to Grayson Sig. Oh, boy. Yeah. See, you know how expensive this is going to be? For all of us now. I, I'm starting to think that maybe I should play Brian Herman. That's that, someone that's I'll be my, honest. That, that's my conclusion after the show. Like, <laughs> if no one's gonna play Brian Herman, I'll play Brian Herman. Okay, that's literally all we've done here. He, Brian Herman, what the hell was he doing last week? Uh, not nothing nothing great. Nothing nope. great. Not uh, not minus sixteen point eight strokes on approach, but he lost. Well, yeah, he made the cut somehow, so I guess he had one really bad round in there. But he lost almost six strokes on approach, three off the tee, gained a bunch around the greens. That's always nice. Like he's been bad recently, but I feel yeah. like he's either good or really bad. That I don't know. Like, do you really want to go back to Tom Hoagie after he had his one good week? I mean, Harmon's at least a decent player. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I didn't realize it was that. Did he like <laughs> Harmon played Sunday? I think just by himself out there. I don't. It, the thing about Harmon is you're right. When he is good and when he is on, he's a very very good player. And when you pair that, we have to do something. There's only 69 players and it's a non-cut, so you have to treat this like a WGC or the Olympics. But the slight difference is that those usually have 10 to 15 guys that are made up. This is, I mean no offense to Shreb, but there's not really a lot of made up guys in this field. No, like when, when you're getting down to like Matt Jones is one of the shittiest players. Like players? It's, a, it's a pretty good field. He's won this year. He had like one of the best performances of the year in his win. Yeah, no, everyone can play here and that's why they're still here. So um, I don't know. I don't know exactly how it's going to shake out build wise in terms of how low you're going to need to go, but certainly with a non-cut, every option's available to you. I guess we should try to construct a play the best plays lineup. The play the best plays lineup I built last week with Reed was the worst lineup that we've done of that yet. (laughs) Who was, what, Ty Hatton? No, it had Morikawa in it, so that wasn't good. That's not not the answer either, yeah. So where do you want to start with this? Do we start with Rom? Do we just say, fuck it, let's go? Yes. He's the best play, let's play him. Yes. Okay. Now what? Casey? Casey, huh? 
I think I like Connors I more than I like Casey. I mean, I, but I, I like I like Rory and Bryson and Berger. Oh, and those lower nines too. But like, I don't know if they necessarily qualify for like a play the best plays lineup. What What are you thinking? Yeah. Uh. Well, Rom, Rory, Bryson, Berger, Casey. One spot left. We need twenty four hundred dollar golfer. So. Can we can we just play those five? Is that good enough? I I would love to play that and just you should be able to do that. Um. That wouldn't make a lot of sense. Let's see. So I guess what we have to do is we got to kick out one of the one of the three, Rory, Bryson, or Berger. Who do you want to exclude? Probably Berger. And I and I like Berger. It's just he's not on the same level as those two guys. Oh wow. It's still we <laughs> this is quickly becoming just play Benner as a jackass lineup because if we use those three, you're probably gonna need to use wise. You're probably going to have to use Wise or Phil or Palmer. I mean, do we play Palmer in this ROM lineup? I mean, we could. You could go ROM. This lineup is obscene. Like ROM, Rory. Go ahead, ROM, Rory. Bryson. Okay. Then you you could do like Wise, Wise, Palmer, Grace, or Wise Palmer Leishman. I mean, I actually don't mind that lineup. I don't know if that qualifies for a play the best plays lineup. It qualifies as literally the opposite. Like it, it's play some of the worst plays, but I, <laughs> it's bad. I, I still like it. Where do you want to go? I mean, if you want to pay up for one more spot, where would you, do you want to bump one of them to Connors? We could do that. That feels like such a big drop off though. Like is that drop off of money? Like that's the difference between like Wise and Cam Davis instead of having Rory or Corey Connors. Yeah, I mean, or we could if you want. We could. How about this? Maybe Rom is too hard to build around for like a lineup that you look at and be like, "Oh, that's pretty safe." If you if you move Rom to Corey Connors, it opens up everything. Obviously, are we? It might not be the best plays, but I think it might be the best build. Rory, Bryson, Berger, Connors, that leaves us 68. Like, do you feel comfortable? Like, do you feel comfortable with Aaron Wise? Or is that just a ticking yes. time bomb? Ab- well, it probably is, but no, I, I actually do. He's a great scorer. He had 22 birdies last week. The putter, it lost a little, but it wasn't massive. See, course seems fine. I, I think Aaron Wise is one of the best sub 65 plays. So that leaves us with Rory, Bryson, Berger, Connors, Wise. If we went from Connors down to Casey, that could get us up to like Henley. I don't know if that's even worth it because right now we have $7,400 left. That leaves us at like Horschel and down. I don't love any of these guys, but like people seem to be pretty high on Vegas. John Boy. Um, McNeely champ Herman you could go we didn't really even talk about him what about what if you went Scheffler Vegas Scheffler Vegas instead of Connors yeah I had Casey in there okay so if we go to Connors and we take Casey and swap out Connors for Casey we're now up to 7800 we can play Henley if we want to 
Yeah, you could do Henley. You could do Henley and Casey. You could do Scheffler and Vegas. Both of those work. I think I like Casey and Henley better as a pair. So do I. Although Scheffler might be the higher upside type guy. Yeah. I mean, this is like my ideal lineup. I would just change Henley to Sergio. Don't do that, people. But that's that's right in my wheelhouse. All right. Rory, Bryson, Berger, Casey, Wise, Henley. It's really hard to build around wrong. It is. That's going to be the really interesting thing is if if people play wrong, and we know they're going to, who do you think is the most logical, most popular pairing with him? Is it Rory? Or is that too steep? I think it's Bryson. It's Bryson or Rory. It would almost have to be. Or Cantlay or Berger or Scheffler. Like one of those those guys is the second man in in ROM lineups. Or if people really don't like the $6,000 range, now we're looking at where's the projected ownership. I have too many tabs open. Happens to me. Um, Connors, Casey, Lowry. Lowry's in every one of those lineups, 100%. Harry, no, it's yeah. Harry, and Harry, you know what? It's probably Rom Harris English as a second man in, and then people will play around to see if they can get back up to a burger or Bryson, depending on what they do on the lower end. Like just based on the chalk right now and the ownership percentages, we're looking at. Let me click back over to build a new lineup. And I'm 100% entering these lineups in the $5 right now as we speak. So don't copy my lineups, my my, my losing lineups. You go Rom, top. You go Rom and English. That leaves you $7,400 left. It seems like a lot. It, the way that the ownership projections and like, especially of the actual generated lineup so far, like I said, Swafford's around 14% and he's the min. So it seems like that's what people are doing. Good. I hope people do that because I don't like that build at all. Um, but you do that. Now you're at 8,000 left per player. I saw that Kokrak had a ton of, or not Kokrak, uh, Lowry had a ton of ownership. So we'll throw him in. Vegas had a ton of ownership. We'll throw him in at 71. That gets us back up to 89. And you can put Scheffler in that lineup if you want. So it's Rom, English, Swafford, Lowry, Vegas, Scheffler would be that lineup. Yeah, I think there's better ways to build around Rom than that. I think so, too, just because I don't think that we picked any of those guys that are currently in that lineup. <laughs> yeah, that sums it up nicely. God, watch Xander just win. That'll that'll end this real pretty damn quickly. I mean, whenever Xander does well, it like ends my week, which is most weeks. So yep. you know, I'm used to it yep. by now. You and me both. Well, sir... It's been a fun golf season. It absolutely has. It it really, it really is. So we'll see what we can do here, non-cut. But you know what? If you get this one right, it could be a season saver. Still plenty of money up for grabs out there. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to play much next week, to tell you the truth. I might just basically take next week like off of golf, and then we'll have the uh, like built-in bye week and just really focus on football. Like I'll do the shows and everything like that. I'll make a few bets. I can't help myself. But like I don't see it being a big DraftKings week for me. Yeah, I'll probably play. And I, I honestly, I have not been, I've been betting a lot more. I've been playing less during the, the end of the season here. I'll probably play a bunch of lineups in like the, the $5 or something, just complete scatter shot. 
because uh, it's really it's just a weird, funky format. I'm not the biggest fan of it. So bets for the week. I, I think see, if you're in on Rory, I'm in on Rory, too. I'll go Rory yes. 28, Bryson 35, Burger 50. Those are going to be my three. I'll update anything else that I play in the newsletter tomorrow. But that, that's fun. Betting three guys. You know, even if I lose, I'm not losing all that much. No, that's a win in itself. Um, I am going to bet Sergio at 110 to 1 for reasons unknown. And I'm definitely going to probably, I don't know if I'm going to bet him outright, but I'll probably wheel wise a little bit, top 10, top 20, something like that. Yeah, I may I may have to join you on that one too. 12 to 1 he, on a top 10 for him is is too good. He was so close last week to that top 20. He makes so me so close. mad. He's even four and a half to one for a top 20. Do you enjoy his new broomstick putter? I mean, it can't be worse. At times he putted okay. And other times he did. They cut to him on, I think it was 15, wherever that par three is on the back, and he stuck it to four feet. And I was like, oh my God. They're only showing him for one of two reasons. He either three jacks this or makes it. So like, let's just hope he makes it. And he did. He was doing... He was doing the thing last week where he would make his strokes gained. It, it like it messes it up. He would make like a 30 footer and then he'd miss a two footer. And it's like, OK, it kind of evens out. But I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, I got hyped for him. Hole one, I think he made a 27 footer for birdie. And then he had 22 feet for birdie on hole number two. And I was like, all right, Aaron Weister, I got him as first round leader. Here we go. He three jacked it from 22 feet. Yep. Yep, that's that's the full Aaron Wise experience. All right, Ben Raza, follow him on Twitter at JazzRazDFS and over at Awesomo.com. College football, that's up next for you? Yes, sir. Saturday, we will be doing live shows, live before lock, projections, betting article, everything that you need for college football. Me and Matt Kajewski have you covered. And then you, me, everyone, the whole world getting ready for NFL season. So obviously... Uh, the tools, everything we do over there. We'd love to have you as part of the team. Oh, you got a bunch of tools who work over there? Is that what you just said? Can I quote you on that? We got some tools. We got some analysis. We got projections, ownership, everything that Alex and the team does. But NFL, every start, do you feel this when you get a new season? Like, I'm like, oh my God, I don't like, I don't know, football. Like it, it feels so weird to build lineups. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Do you get that or do you just go right into it? No, I go right into it. Like, I feel like I'm far more prepared for NFL than I was at this time last year. COVID just fucked up with everything. And golf was so yes. popular this time last year that the golf numbers, like the golf numbers did what they normally do this year. Like right after the open championship, they just kind of dipped off as everyone stopped giving a shit about golf. Whereas last year, it was still like the only game in town for so long that people cared about the Wyndham. People cared about 3M, that kind of thing. So I, I've been able to focus a bit more on football this season instead of dedicating like my entire week to golf. Yeah, it was I mean, we're getting ready for the November Masters. It was quite a mess. Yeah, because we had the U.S. Open in September as well. Like that just golf having like being relevant during football season just really fucked up my year. Yeah, it was not it was not good uh, in a lot of regards. So normal year. I'm very excited to get it started. I'm actually excited for the swing season. So I'll be doing the swing season DraftKings shows. We throwing out the bets on there. But like we're back to like shitty fields in the swing season, which I just thoroughly enjoy. Good, good opportunities. If you can find some real goblins to, to make a run, you can really cash some tickets. And that's how you wonder. I, I did this on the show. Like, how does this guy get into the FedEx Cup playoffs? It's because of those events that they rack up those points and that carries them the whole year. Oh, 100%. And 
that's where the fan like the, the fantasy national simulator does its best work in shitty fields during the swing season and that kind of got like x'd out last year because there was too many good players playing yep well i'm looking forward to seeing some of these new new dudes and uh what we got for swing season that is always some fun golf tournaments no doubt yeah i might have to make grayson sig my guy moving forward play in the listeners league man the link is in the description it's the final golf one of the season and run the sims.com the brand new nfl tools and stats site from one of the co-founders of fantasy national me pat mayo uh me and justin freeman put this together also fantasynational.com slash mayo to get your hands on that simulator for the swing season where it like pays itself off in two weeks but run the sims is a site for nfl based on the theory of ten thousand simulations of every game every slate and giving you ranges of outcomes and the best part is is all those games become completely customizable to you as well with your inputs if you don't like what the baseline is telling you, you got a hunch we'll just program it in and run it 10,000 times and see what it tells you. Makes it pretty easy to build lineups and make picks that way, for sure. So it's DFS and betting uh, with those tools as well. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com